It's concert season, and concert season is all about the boots. Already, Oxford and Ole Miss have seen Morgan Wallen lighted up at Vaught-Hemingway Stadium. Ole Miss football star and Talk of Champions podcaster Jared Ivey bemoaned how his boots were lacking. He should have gone with Tecovis, the only stop for the Ole Miss fan and the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings for the spring and summer, including timeless, always-on-trend styles in men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. Stop by your local Tecovis store and have a complimentary drink or two on the house while you shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service, and many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You're listening to Talk of Champions, an Ole Miss spirit podcast with Ben Garrett and David Johnson. Alabama week, and this is Talk of Champions. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit Ben on Twitter. He's David Johnson. Because it's Alabama week, we're trying something new. A daily morning edition of Talk of Champions. It's not going to be a full hour every single day. Probably closer to 30 minutes every single day. But giving you, as you wake up, as you're riding to work, an update on all things Ole Miss Athletics. And right now, it's all things Ole Miss football, because Ole Miss football takes on Alabama this weekend. The game of the year thus far. David, how you doing, man? I'm good. I'm good. And I'm excited about these new daily podcasts. Uh, I I approached you about this last week. You were very receptive to it. And I think it's going to be an incredible addition to the Ole Miss spirit where you can wake up every morning on your drive time. Talk of Champions is going to already be there for you. A brand new and a fresh one every single day this week. Trial run a little bit. Ben and I are going to see how this thing kind of works and plays out. But uh, we're hoping to extend it on, at least throughout the football season. And uh, we are excited about it. So you're listening to the very first one right now of a daily edition of Talk of Champions. On this Monday morning, when later today you talk to Lane Kiffin for his weekly press conference, you talk to a couple of players. Mm-hmm. I don't know what really what's going to come out of that, but it's Alabama week. Do you feel a little bit different now? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, we've been waiting for this week for a week, right? And it's finally here. Every ounce of practice time is on preparation for what you're going to face Saturday afternoon over in Tuscaloosa. Um, I mean, this is a huge game. And and two questions. I was talking to Ben off the air a little while ago. I think we need to address two questions right now in this podcast. Number one is, what will it mean if Ole Miss leaves Tuscaloosa with a victory on Saturday. Number two 
is what will it mean if the Rebels don't win the game Saturday? And I think uh, I think it's fair to address uh, both points. And Ben, let's start off with number one. What does it mean in your mind if Ole Miss defeats Alabama on Saturday? That Ole Miss is the favorite in the SEC West and the favorite to represent the SEC West in Atlanta and also has the catbird seat for a playoff spot. Good answer. Good answer. I, I would also add to that it means Matt Corral is going to be sitting in the catbird seat for the Heisman. Yes. Um, I think he becomes the the national favorite if uh, if the Rebels can win Saturday. Certainly puts you in uh, – I'm not going to go as far as saying the driver's seat for the SEC West because we've been through all this before. Uh, not so long ago, we know there can be bumps and bruises that just come from out of nowhere when you're playing an SEC West schedule. Uh, there's nothing given on any Saturday, um, but it also means, I think, college game day is in Oxford for the Arkansas game. No matter what Arkansas does against Georgia this coming Saturday, I think game day is back in the grove for an Ole Miss-Arkansas matchup if Ole Miss wins, because I also think it means Ole Miss sees a meteoric rise in both of these uh things the fans have termed as rat poison, uh, you know, polls. Um, they'll go from 12 inside the top five if they beat Alabama Saturday. Now, agree or disagree with that? I mean, I, I agree with everything you said. Yeah, they would make it into the top five. Quite frankly, they should be in the top 10 now. The only reason why they aren't is because we still rank teams in the preseason when we shouldn't. Um, but as far as if they lose the game, it's a little bit different because I think a lot of people will be incredibly discouraged if they lose. But if they lose, they still have everything in front of them because I watched games this weekend, as you did. It's the off week, whatever. And there wasn't a team, even Arkansas, who was impressive against Texas A&M. There isn't a team, I don't believe, Ole Miss Kent, beat on the rest of its schedule, like throughout the rest of its schedule. I think Ole Miss is the, the second best team right now on paper in the SEC West and the third best overall team in the SEC behind Alabama and Georgia. So I don't think all is lost if they lose. I just think it's a great opportunity to put themselves in the perfect position, positioning themselves just ideally for the rest of the year and trying to build that special season if you do beat Alabama. But all of those things are still on the table even if you lose. If they lose, Ben, I think it matters how they lose. Um, you know, if, if for some unforeseen reason this ends up being a 61-21 Alabama victory, I think that matters. Yeah. If this ends up being a 45-38 Alabama victory, I think that matters too. Um, and I agree with you, all is not lost. I don't know that everything would be in front of them any longer if they did lose because uh, right now I think Ole Miss has the best chance of anybody in the SEC of beating Alabama. So I don't know that uh, the SEC West crown would necessarily be in front of them in a trip to Atlanta, particularly uh, at that point you would be counting on Alabama losing twice since Alabama would have beaten you and they would only head to head tiebreaker. So I think it matters how they lose in terms of national perception. I think it matters how they lose in terms of continued momentum. I mean, look, you can go to Alabama and drop a close one on Saturday and leave with every bit of the momentum you came into that game with as far as a possible 10-win season, as possible 
as a possible playoff team because at the end of the year and somebody looks up and your only loss is to an undefeated Alabama team by a touchdown on the road, I think you got a pretty darn good argument to get in that top four as far as the playoffs go. Now, are we putting the cart before the horse? Yes, absolutely we are because we all know what can happen in the SEC. We've seen it on fourth and 25. We've seen it on Laquan Treadwell getting his leg broken as he's crossing the goal line with a game-winning touchdown. We've seen it. So, you know, you can't count your chickens before they hatch with any of this. But, you know, I, I do think it matters if they lose, how they lose to Alabama on Saturday. On the flip side of that, um, you know, if you do win the game outside of putting yourself in the catbird seat, you also give yourself some wiggle room because, like you said, if you lose Alabama, you got you got to count on Alabama to lose twice, to which if you beat Alabama, well, then even if you drop one, because yeah. let's be honest here, I don't think anybody really predicts, even though Ole Miss has looked as impressive as it can through its first three games, I don't think anybody's really predicting Ole Miss to win out. I, I expect Ole Miss to lose one if two get maybe two games. But if you lose two games, it's the right two games. It doesn't matter if you've beaten Alabama. So not only do you put yourself in that catbird seat, but you provide yourself from wiggle room as far as the rest of your schedule. Yeah, I go back to what I said earlier in the season where there's going to come a time this year where the defense is going to have to pick the offense up. And it, it's a better defense. There's no arguing against that. But um, there will come a time where that offense, somebody's going to throw some wrinkle at it that it's not going to be hitting like it's been hitting through the first three games. And you're going to have to look at your defense to bail you out and get a win. I think that is uh, in the cards at some point this season. It may be against uh, Arkansas in two weeks. That's got a very good defense this year. Um, you know, we'll just kind of have to wait and see. But, but um, I think those are two questions that needed to be addressed on this Monday morning as everybody's waking up. And, uh, you know, it's finally here, Alabama week. Well, let's start this talk of champions daily with the lead. Our lead story tonight. The lead. You idiot, it's the lead. The lead. The lead brought to you by my bookie and Thomas Chandler of Modern Woodman. Tom Brady returns to New England for the biggest game of the year. And the stakes have never been higher at my bookie. Whether you're back in the Bucks or the Pats this Sunday, the game is always more exciting when I've got money on it at my bookie. Get on the action and take this game to a whole new level at my bookie. Both teams are sporting top defenses, and nobody knows each other better than Brady and Belichick. Slow and steady will win this race. Smart money bets the under. Don't wait around. Join my bookie now and bet on the biggest game of the season. Use our promo code TOC for Talk of Champions, TOC, and double your first deposit. Again, that's promo code TOC for Talk of Champions to get double your first deposit with my bookie and start your winning season today. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. Have you ever wondered what you're going to do for retirement or if you're ever actually going to be able to retire? If so, give my friend Thomas Chandler at Modern Woodman a call. Thomas specializes in retirement and investment planning and loves helping people plan for their dream. And Modern Woodman offers anything you could possibly need, from mutual funds to employee benefits to college savings plans and even a 1% guaranteed annuity. Give Thomas a call at 662-296-0186. That's 662-296-0186. And start taking control of your future today with Thomas Chandler of Modern Woodman. 
This is Talk of Champions Daily. I'm Ben Garrett. He's David Johnson at Spirit Ben at Rebels247 on Twitter. We both write for the Ole Miss Spirit, OMSpirit.com and affiliate of 247 Sports. If you haven't already subscribed, rate, review Talk of Champions in iTunes. And when you do, leave a five-star review. It doesn't matter what you say. As long as it's five stars, this podcast can be found wherever you get your podcasts. Just simply search Talk of Champions on the Ole Miss Spirit on Sunday. You published the movement for Ole Miss in the latest round of polls. They moved up in both the AP and in the coaches poll. I think 12th in both. Too high, too low, about right? Where do you think about their ranking after you saw it come out on Sunday? Okay, I'll be honest with you. I think it's too low. I think there are some teams ranked in front of Ole Miss that uh, are are simply there because of reputation, and I'll start off with Oklahoma. Um, Oklahoma is not the number four team in the country. I did nothing. Did nothing to impress at West Virginia. Nothing. Nothing at all. And, And. you know, they should not be ranked in front of Ole Miss. And I'm not going to go through one one through 11 on the teams ranked higher. I, I personally would not have Arkansas ranked in front of Ole Miss right now. Um, some polls do. You know, it, it is um, early in the year still, and things have to sort themselves out. But, you know, another absurdity is Clemson, okay? Clemson's offense is 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 awful this year, to be totally honest with you. We watched Mississippi State two weeks ago beat the brakes off North Carolina State. North Carolina State beat Clemson to push their record to two and two yesterday, yet they're still in the AP poll and the coaches poll. I mean, you know, it's absurd. I think Clemson has a really good defense, but you got to have offense to win games, and uh, they do not have that. They are missing Trevor Lawrence like no team in America is missing anybody from last year and uh, it shows their run of the mill. They are, they're, they're mediocre right now, yet they still occupy a place inside the associated press top 25. One of the most protected programs in all of college football, as far as rankings are concerned, there are only a few teams that get this kind of treatment. Clemson's one of them. Alabama's another one. Any other team two and two with this start, this unimpressive Uh, start, they're falling out of the top 25. Easy. Ohio state. I would add into that. Sure. Oklahoma. Yeah. And yeah, there you go. I mean, you're talking about four unimpressive victories as Oklahoma, but uh, no, I think they're lower. I think uh, really and truly, oh uh, man, I'd have Ole Miss probably in the in the seven to eight range right now. Yeah, there are probably four teams I would move them in front of. Uh, you know, Oregon wasn't impressive Saturday night either. But again, one of those most favored status programs that's going to always get the benefit of the doubt. Well, Ole Miss is 12th in the coaches poll, 12th in the AP. I was checking this out. I think I got sent this on Twitter. But early lines for the college football weekend coming up, Ole Miss 20-point underdogs to Alabama. Alabama minus 20, a combined point total of 80. That surprised me. That just seemed way too high. And this is coming from Circa Sports. That's what I saw on Twitter. But 20-point dogs? I figure probably yeah, two touchdown dogs, even that would have seemed a little much for me, but just hammer that. Yeah, you know, if I had to set a line on this game, and I'm not saying who I'm going to pick to win this game, I'd probably favor Alabama and Tuscaloosa probably by 13 just because they're Alabama, okay? They're going to be ready to take Ole Miss's best shot. Um, you know, the, 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 the history that is often denied with Lane Kiffin and Nick Saban uh, it matters to Saban. I don't care what he says publicly. And, uh, you know, I think if he, if Saban had to pick any former assistant to beat him, 
Lane Kiffin would not be his choice. Um, just to be honest with you. So, Oh, it'd be Kirby. It'd be Kirby. Yeah, it, it, it probably would be, but, uh, but it wouldn't be Lane. I think we can agree on that. And, um, you know, again, as I just said, I think Ole Miss has the best shot of anybody in the SEC of beating Alabama. Now, it's all about matchups, and I think Ole Miss is going to match up pretty good against the Alabama defense. What I don't know is how the Ole Miss defense is going to match up against the Alabama offense, uh, and that's going to be the decisive factor in this game. I, I really and truly believe it's going to be how much the Ole Miss defense can slow down Alabama, throttle their attack, and not turn this into an all-out shootout. But even if it is an all-out shootout, I think Ole Miss has the firepower that they could win that. But, um, you know, it is Alabama, and it is Ole Miss. Ole Miss has a recent history of beating Alabama, of upsetting Alabama. So, um, you know, we're going to see where the chips fall. But, uh, man, oh, man, what an intriguing matchup. And, you know, where does this game rank in the modern era of Ole Miss football in terms of most important? I, I mean, I, you know, obviously it's up there, but is it the most important? Uh, you know, what are the games that might rival this one as important? And you well, go back 2014. to 2003. To, well, I don't know. I don't know if, if so much was on the line. That was just such a shocking win. But I mean, you go back to 2003, you're playing LSU for the SEC West title, basically. And, you know, two missed field goals uh, cost you that ball game and kind of still haunts Ole Miss fans to the day. But, I mean, in terms of everything at stake, you know, in terms of, as you said, and I agreed with, being in the driver's seat for the SEC the rest of the way. I mean, because if you get out of Tuscaloosa with a win Saturday, you're just going, hey, we can't trip up. We can't trip up. And, uh, you know, in terms of Ole Miss having a legitimate Heisman Trophy contender, that would – not only be a contender if Ole Miss wins this game, I think he'd be the front runner. I mean, what games, Ben? What what other games rival? It's 2014 because at the time they were four and zero. Alabama was ranked first and third in the polls, and it was the same kind of situation setting yourself up. Now, obviously, when you look at how the rest of the season played out, losing ten to seven at LSU, losing back to back weeks, losing to Auburn thirty five to thirty one, it was derailed in that way. But at the time, it was the same kind of deal because Ole Miss had set itself up to, okay, don't trip up, don't trip up. And obviously that happened. I, I, I don't know that it was the same kind of deal. Maybe they kept the same kind of setup. But where I think it's different is I don't think the expectations were as high for Ole Miss knocking off Alabama. Well, maybe not, but Al- Alabama was now. one in three and Ole Miss was number 11. So as far as the numbers and the circumstance, I, I get what you're saying because – Alabama at the time was still Alabama, and this Alabama team's vulnerable and seeing games and seeing the other contenders in the SEC West and viewing this Ole Miss team and what it's done in three, three, three weeks, they're obviously the better team than that team was. But is, in terms of pure circumstance, it's the exact same. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, I, I can agree with that assessment. All right, let me ask you this. What passive-aggressive – and this is Monday morning now, so we don't know yet. I'll talk to Lane Kiffin a little bit later today. But what, it, it, will there be a passive-aggressive jab from Lane towards Alabama during the press conferences this week? No, or no. will we play it by the book and, uh, and embrace the role of 
David versus Goliath. No, I don't think he'll do either. I think he'll do the respect Alabama stuff that you always see. Just complete deference see, to Alabama. Gold standard. Gold standard talk. That's right. Always. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's what that's that's what I was hitting at. Is my that's my own opinion. There is that um, you know everybody's going to be very couched um, and calculated in their talk. They're going to give all due respect to Nick Saban and Alabama this week, uh, but behind the scenes, they're planning on uh, on, on opening a can of whoop ass over in Tuscaloosa. Oh yeah, I mean that's behind the be scenes, it's completely different than what we're going to see and what we're going to hear from them because that's what you do when you play Alabama, Alabama being what it is, they have to find creative ways to get motivated for games as if they're in some way ever considered an underdog. They like to consider themselves underdogs in certain games because of some narrative they latch on to that didn't really exist. And that's why every single team publicly, not privately, but publicly that faces them that has a chance to beat them always says the right things because if you don't and you inevitably lose, like most teams lose to Alabama, they come out and say, well, thank you for that thing you said on Monday or Tuesday and we took that to heart because when you're Alabama you basically just have to find something to motivate because you're expecting to win every single game you play so I think Lane knows that better than anybody see I disagree with that a little bit I think that Alabama views every game as a competition against itself um that's true I I don't think they they're they have their ears to the ground on what anybody's saying about them uh doesn't matter to them uh, they're trying to beat themselves and beat in, in a way that they're going to outperform their own expectations every single week. I just think that's the that's the culture, and I really don't like that word around football programs, but I think that's the culture Nick Saban has established over there. Uh, as as we mentioned, with the gold standard of college football, I mean, you know, what we're watching Saban do, you know, people will be talking about a hundred years from now. And that is just the truth. And that is the Goliath that, excuse me, Ole Miss faces Saturday. But I'm going to tell you, I believe they've got enough biblical reference here. Rocks in their slingshot pouch to knock them off. I think I just don't buy the whole David Goliath thing. I just don't, I, I don't see these two teams as Alabama being so much better than Ole Miss. Like I would in, Typical years where Ole Miss is the underdog. 20-point dogs to Alabama well, this year just doesn't feel right. A, I'm talking about from a historical perspective. Sure. There's no comparison yeah. between the two programs. No doubt. In the last 50 years. None at all. <clears throat> and, um, you know, that when I say giant, I'm not talking about in the context of this season. Because I think Florida showed Alabama has some reasons to be concerned about this game against Ole Miss. Um but I'm talking about it from a historical standpoint, uh, really from the casual fan standpoint, uh, not in the context of what we've seen from each team this season. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. And also historically, Ole Miss doesn't beat Alabama, especially in Tuscaloosa. That's why 2015 was such an outlier because Ole Miss just doesn't do that historically. But this weekend, there were some interesting results in the SEC. Let's go around the circle. Brought to you by Cheney's Pharmacy and B&A Bank. Two proud sponsors of Talk of Champions. It's the most wonderful time of the year. No, it's not Christmas time. It's football season, specifically Ole Miss football season. You want to be there, right? In the Grove, in Vaught-Hemingway Stadium, cheering on the Rebels every single Saturday. The only way to do that is to make sure you're healthy, to take care of yourself, to have a pharmacy that you can trust. Well, there's only one pharmacy in Oxford, Mississippi that can do just that. Cheney's Pharmacy. 
a locally owned pharmacy that's been in Oxford for over 40 years, as red and blue as the rebels themselves. Chinese Pharmacy offers prescription synchronization, immunizations, compounding, a two-lane drive-through and available hours that ensure your needs are met on your own time. Cheney's also accepts all third-party insurance. Cheney's Pharmacy provides the best customer service out there. Hands down, it's not close. So give Cheney's a call, 662-234-7221, or go visit them at 501 Bramlett Boulevard. That's right off of University Avenue. They're open 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. Monday through Saturday, 1 p.m. to 9 p.m. on Sundays. You can visit them online at cheneyspharmacy.com. Make sure your pharmacy is one you can trust. Cheney's Pharmacy, much more than just a pharmacy. Reason number 12 to bank at BNA. We are the bank for Northeast Mississippi. We have one home, Northeast Mississippi. Seeing this local Northeast Mississippi economy thrive and helping the people of our area with their borrowing needs is our only focus. From buying a home to starting your own business, we are the team of local lenders standing ready to make your dreams a reality. BNA Bank. We are the bank of Northeast Mississippi. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Around the circle. That's the trouble around here. Talk, talk, talk. So when we're thinking about who Ole Miss is contending with to dethrone the king in Alabama and the SEC West, I think Arkansas made a pretty obvious case to be that team along with Ole Miss. But here are the results. LSU beats Mississippi State 28-25. to Neither team looks particularly impressive. Mississippi State looks really bad. Boston College beats Missouri 41-34. to Poor, poor Vanderbilt. Got absolutely destroyed by Georgia, 62-0. to Texas A&M loses to Arkansas, 20-10. to That Texas A&M defense is good, but offensively they have so many problems. Number seven in the country. They still get the benefit of the doubt. I think, what, the, what were they? Let me see. They're still 15th. Still 15th, even though they did nothing to impress against Arkansas. Yeah. Auburn pulls off a Auburn Jesus miracle moment over Georgia State and wins 34-24, to trailing with just a couple minutes left in the fourth quarter there. Florida beats up on Tennessee 38-14. to South Carolina loses to Kentucky 16-10. to Southern Miss, as we said it would, no chance whatsoever. But they got paid $1.9 million to lose 63-14 to to Alabama. So the takeaways from Ole Miss over the weekend, since Ole Miss was on the bye, what are the key takeaways? What are the biggest things that they're taking away from the games and the results? <clears throat> Well, Southern Miss AD Jeremy McLean needs to get on the ball about his road contracts because <laughs> Jeremy left a lot. I love Jeremy. He's a good friend of mine, but he left a lot on the table there for the Golden Eagles to go to Bama and take that butt whooping. Mississippi State struggles to complete downfield passes, um, which is somewhat surprising in Mike Leach's offense. Um, Auburn and Georgia State. Auburn got a big assist from SEC replay in that game to enable them to score the game-winning touchdown. There was uh, what looked to be a non-catch called a catch. Yeah, what a reviewed catch. And uh, left up on the field. You, you didn't think it was a catch? No, no. I didn't either. I didn't either. But that set up the game-winning touchdown. Georgia State head coach, uh, not, not very happy about that in the postgame, nor should he be. Boston College beat Missouri. I rarely pull against an an SEC team playing another conference team. I was pulling for Boston College to win that because nobody should forget that when Eli Drinkfitz got that job at Missouri, one of the first things he did was take an undercutting shot at the Ole Miss football program and for how it recruits. And uh, 
I haven't forgave him for that. I had a roundabout with the Missouri SID on that whole situation because uh, I contacted them for comment on a story that I wrote about Drinkwitz, you know, being new to the SEC and coming in and slamming Ole Miss recruiting. And uh, they didn't think I gave them long enough to respond to that. And uh, so I said, okay, respond now. We have no comment. That was what their comment was. But, I mean, I called Drinkwitz out for it back then. I'm not going to let him forget about it. Ole Miss fans shouldn't forget about it the next time they play Missouri. They ought to put one on them as long as Drinkwitz is still the coach there. So go Boston College. I was happy to see that. Arkansas, Texas A&M, I got this one wrong. I thought Jimbo would figure his offense out and A&M would would run away from Arkansas and and disprove the Hogs. That was hogwash because uh, Arkansas, that defense, pretty darn good. They got K.J. Jefferson. About all he does is chunk the football long, but he's pretty successful on those 50-50 balls. I love K.J. They score enough points. I do, too. He's a great kid, local area, wanted to come to Ole Miss. Rebels took a hard pass on him. Uh, Probably should be glad they did because uh, maybe that affects how Phil Longo and Matt Luke went after Matt Corral uh, in in that recruiting class. But uh, nevertheless, um, I was wrong about Arkansas. Um, South Carolina, Kentucky, blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, two mediocre SEC teams. I'm not even sure Carolina's mediocre. Kentucky survives and until they start playing some of their bigger boys in the conference. And that's about all I got to say about that, Ben. Yep. KJ Jefferson was not Georgia Vanderbilt. Georgia Vanderbilt. But that, come on, come on. Georgia Vandy. Oh, my God. Come on. Yeah, I looked over there and it was like, 12 minutes to go in the first quarter and it was 35, nothing Georgia. And I, I figured that one wouldn't be worth watching. It was um, Clark Lee, the head coach at Vandy. Yeah. He's a Vandy boys. One of their own starting from complete scratch, man. Yeah, he is my good buddy, Barton Simmons, formerly of 24 seven sports is now in the recruiting office at Vandy. They're going to do what they can do. You know, we know what their hopes are is to become Duke. you know, an academic school, that that's challenged on the recruiting front, trying to just, you know, become a six, seven win team in the SEC. I, I don't know that they can do it. I really don't know that they can do it. Um, and uh, that's, I think, I think we just talked about it. Yeah. Here's the deal. When I watched games this weekend, first of all, in regards to KJ Jefferson, he was not going to come once almost committed Matt Corral. He was never going to come to sit and wait for Matt Corral to leave period. And Arkansas got on him early, recruited him hard. He wanted to go to Arkansas. So this message board narrative that we've seen that um, Ole Miss passed on KJ Jefferson, not, not really. They still recruited him hard. It's just Matt Crowell's their well, guy. I, and, I beg to differ. Made the right, I, made the right I choice. beg to differ on that. Okay. I don't think, uh, I, I do think Ole Miss passed on him. I think there was a point in time where KJ would have happily committed to Ole Miss. He, he came to counts that summer and would work out with Phil Longo and Longo just never got to the point where he wanted to pull the trigger on him. Had he pulled the trigger on him before, I think he was forced to by Matt Luke eventually. Um, matter of fact, I can pretty much tell you that's how that happened. Phil Longo never wanted KJ. Matt Luke did. He was a local kid. He was being recruited by other SEC programs, and uh, Matt wanted it. Longo did not okay. want him, but eventually Longo offered him. But by then, you're exactly right. It was too late. He had sold his soul to the Razorbacks, and I, I don't want anybody taking negative connotations like that. It, does, it, does, no, it, it doesn't matter because you got Matt Corral, period. 
You know, that, I don't even yeah, exactly. It exactly. just doesn't matter. So I, I defer completely trade, to you your knowledge. Trade, yeah. Yeah. You you wouldn't trade Matt Corral for KJ Never. And with all due Never. respect to KJ. Um, that's uh, that's just the way it is. Ole Miss has the best quarterback in the country this year. Yeah. And Arkansas is that team that's competing with Ole Miss to dethrone Alabama for the number two, because I think Texas A&M has some significant problems offensively. Defensively, they're really good, but offensively, you can see it. Um, quarterback play is spotty at best, and I'm, I'm not particularly impressed with their overall skill level, with their skill players on offense. And then Auburn, I think, showed who they are. Now, Auburn can present a challenge for Ole Miss because they run a lot of pistol and they run downhill. And I think Ole Miss hasn't really been challenged yet by a team that's just going to run right at you. So Auburn's going to be a challenge for Ole Miss, even though Georgia State should have beaten them. Um, I I still think that Ole Miss, looking at the schedule, the only other team right now through three games that – I think will present the biggest challenge for Ole Miss in being the second best team in the West, if not the best, if they beat Alabama is Arkansas. Um, everyone else, I think Ole Miss is just better than quite frankly. And LSU will be a challenge too, but I think Ole Miss is better than them. And, and the reason why is because offensively, no team has shown any ability to slow Ole Miss down. And if you get behind Ole Miss, I think it was Kirk Herbstreit that made the good point that if you get behind this Ole Miss team, you're not catching up. Um, and, and that's kind of borne out because if you watch Louisville right now, Louisville's a good football team. And Ole Miss made that football team, which has won every single game it's played since then, look pedestrian. And that Louisville team is going to end up winning eight, maybe nine games and have looked pretty impressive in their wins so far, even against a terrible Florida State team. And Mike Norvell's in some trouble. I know they don't have any money and they can't pay Willie Taggart and Mike Norvell, but good gracious. Um, Having said that, you, you can see where there is the optimism where it comes from for Ole Miss because of what it's been able to do through three games and making teams like a Louisville, who's good, look pedestrian. And that's why when I watch games this weekend, Arkansas is the only one where I went, okay, that that's the one. That's the one that can really give Ole Miss issues as far as being the team that pushes for number two or number one, potentially, if Ole Miss beats Alabama. Yeah, and, and you know what? And we won't get into it this week. There's way too much on the table. But next week, we'll get into it. But I, I don't think... Arkansas is a great matchup for Ole Miss, All right, to be then. honest with you. I like the matchup against Alabama better than I like the matchup with Arkansas and Ole Miss. Not not saying Ole Miss won't go out and hang 40 on the Hogs and beat them. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just talking about when you look at football player matchups, uh, Arkansas is, is intriguing to say the least. And my final point on this as we go around the table, Texas A&M is living proof it takes more than money. Yeah. <laughs> They're paying Jimbo Fisher now, what, $9 million a year? $9 million bucks a year? Crazy, yeah. He got a raise over the offseason. Good job, Ross. And, the, uh, I mean, yeah, and anybody that's ever been to the A&M campus, you know they it's state-of-the-art everything. A&M, I think, has the best facilities in the country. And I don't even think it's close. And uh, they have the best-paid coaching staff in the country, the, the best-paid head coach. I don't know if he ranks number one, but I do know they're paying in the neighborhood of $9 million a year. They're paying him like he's saving. To lose to Arkansas. Yeah, they are. And Jimbo won a national title at Florida State before he left that program. In, in, in not good shape, everything that happened at Florida State and has, has happened to Florida State cannot be pinned on the shoulders of Willie Taggart because Jimbo got out when Jimbo knew he needed to get out, in my opinion. And then Mike Norvell has inherited a hot mess in Tallahassee. I mean, I, I, I was I was convinced of it last week when 
I watched Wake Forest beat the brakes off of them. Then yesterday, Louisville beat them and really had control of that game throughout. Uh, there's no talent down in Tallahassee right now. They're void of it. And we all know how the, the, the clocks work with coaches now. I mean, a lot of them are getting fired after two years. Three years is a long time. I don't think Norvell's going to be given enough time down there to uh, to become a successful head coach. And, uh, you know, then, uh, you know, might be might be a freeze warning in Tallahassee. Oh, boy. And you could get him for pretty cheap. If you're a program like Florida State, that's going to be hurting if you're paying out so much money for coaches you fired. Well, Hugh Freeze is desperate. Absolutely desperate. And speaking of, watching Liberty and Syracuse this weekend, I was one of those that Woo! just absolutely dreaded the Liberty week. Almost is going to hang 60 on that Liberty team. It could be competitive, yeah, and Malik Willis yeah. is good, but... The idea that Ole Miss isn't going to win that game, just get out of here with that, if anybody's still got that concern. I'm so glad you brought that up. I watched that game, too. I think it was Friday night, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. And yep. uh, you know what, man? My whole perception of that Liberty game with Same. Ole Miss changed. Same. Absolutely. I, I mean, this is this is not going to be very much different than what we saw uh, with Ole Miss against their three other non-conference opponents. Um, you know, yeah, it's going to be intrigue galore with Freeze coming back to Oxford. But, you know, f- for the three and a half hours the ball game's going to be played, it's going to be touchdowns galore in Rebel Red and Blue. I mean, that's that's my impression of Liberty at this point. And I will say, I feel like the circus isn't going to be so ridiculous now because not only have they lost, but I don't think that's the last loss that Liberty's going to take. And that's going to render that game. Oh, a cute little story with Hugh Freeze and all the national people are going to do their Hugh Freeze stories and Hugh's going to whore himself out to anybody and everybody that'll take an interview. But it's not going to be the same circus as it otherwise would be, even though Malik Willis and Matt Krause are a great story by itself. Choice of words. Yeah. Yeah. Real quick before we jump to recruit. Yes. Yes. Before we jump to the recruit check to wrap this talk of Champions Daily, the very first one up, I wanted to say one thing. Mike Leach was correct to challenge that onside kick. And the reason I say so is because he had a better chance, percentage-wise, analytically, of winning that challenge than he would have had they gotten the, than winning the game, getting the ball back and having what one, maybe two hail mary throws. You have a better chance of winning the challenge, percentage-wise, than you than you would otherwise. So he did the right thing with the math. I know Mississippi State is bad, but anyone that's questioning that decision, he was right. Yeah, you know, and I just don't understand about the the absence of being able to stretch the field in that offense. And I watched that game, most of it. And, um, you know, part of it, I think, is the inability of the offensive line to really give Will Rogers enough time to go through his read progressions and, and, and allow the receivers time to get way downfield. So instead, they're dinking and dunking the entire ball game Everybody knows it. Everybody knows they can't throw deep, and and they're 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 playing them that way. And uh, it's just pretty difficult. They need to figure out a way to stretch the field. Not my job to solve Mississippi State football problems, though. So hell no. Yeah, we're not going to be writing books about them. All right, let's do a recruit check. The signs of summer are here: freshly mowed grass, days in the water at the ballpark, and all the rest on the golf course. Well, that's how we do it over here at Oxford and Ole Miss, anyway. And PXG Golf Apparel is here to make sure you're locked and loaded for round after round at University Course or Oxford Country Club. PXG has taken its mission to create the most high-quality, high-performance golf clubs in the game to their new line of apparel as well. With PXG Apparel, there's something for everyone. 
from pants, polos, and sweaters to hats, joggers, and skirts. You'll usually find me with a hat on my head, and PXG has nailed the fitted breathable, and my navy goes with pretty much anything. So don't wait another second. Elevate your style game on and off the course with the PXG Spring Summer 2024 Collection. Head over to pxg.com TOC and use promo code TOC for Talk of Champions at checkout to save 10% on all apparel. That's pxg.com TOC, code TOC for Talk of Champions to save 10% on apparel. PXG, a proud sponsor of the Talk of Champions Podcast Network. The sun's a-shining in Oxford, Mississippi. Cookouts in the Grove, beer showers. It's just the very best time for an Ole Miss Rebel to get out and get going. Carry front door peace of mind with you everywhere you go with Eufy Video Lock. Never has home security been so easy. Eufy Video Lock, an all-in-one security device for your front door, allows you to keep an eye on everything back home. And it's so easy. Installation requires only a screwdriver. So ditch those house keys forever and give Eufy Video Lock a try today. There's no monthly fee. And Eufy Video Lock has customer support on standby 247 to help you with any and all home security needs. Go ahead, have your home as fun in the sun with the assurance your home is in good hands with Eufy Video Lock. Eufy Video Lock's built-in camera can tell you who's at your front door from the comfort of your poolside chair. So search Eufy Video Lock today. That's E-U-F-Y Video Lock. Or visit eufyofficial.com slash video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door. That's Eufy Video Lock, a proud sponsor of this, the Talk of Champions Podcast Network. Bring it on! Recruit Check. It is on. Check it out. Recruit Check brought to you by Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford. From new and used sales to parts and service, Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford aims to provide a truly stellar automotive experience. And what separates Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford from every other dealership is Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford aims to address each of your needs with the utmost respect, care, and attention to detail. Most everyone who's listened to this podcast should know by now. I only vouch for sponsors I truly believe in. I can't say enough about Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford, having bought two cars myself from the dealership. Most seamless car buying process I've ever gone through. Ask for Brian or Mason, make sure to tell them Talk of Champions sent you, and take advantage of any one or more of the services Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford provides, and contact them today at 662-234-8000. That's 662-234-8000. To find your next perfect car, truck, or Jeep, it's Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford at 2201 East University Avenue in Oxford. That's just past Kroger. Alan Samuels, let's be friends. Justin Martin, quarterback out of California, four-star. According to the 247 composite, the industry-generated 247 composite, the number 277 national prospect, the number 21 quarterback. A lot of crystal balls have come in, previously committed to California. A lot of crystal balls have come in for Ole Miss. What's the latest with him? Well, that's what you're going to see when a kid takes his official visit and goes back home and opens his recruitment back up, decommits from Cal. Um you know, and Lane was out there Friday night. Lane was in L.A. Friday night and uh, watched Justin Martin fling the football around. Um, there's a there's a, a bromance going on there for sure, 100%. I also um, love the troll job not- by Lane Kiffin of taking the picture of being in L.A. with all the crap about him in USC being floated by Feinbaum and other national jerks. Yeah, yeah, well, uh, that was interesting. He knows how to that. play the trolls, but, what I'm uh, saying. He knows how to troll. Well, nevertheless, though, I, you know, I, I, th- I think that could happen soon. I really do. Um, and uh, needs to happen. Ole Miss needs to take a quarterback in the 22 class. 
no doubt about it. And look, you almost have to take quarterbacks in every class because you don't know the the, the you know who the next guy is that says, hey, I'm going in the portal. I'm out of here. Um, so uh, I still think Ole Miss takes a transfer quarterback uh, over the offseason, uh, assuming this is all assuming Matt Corral is going to the NFL, which is, you know, a 99.9999999% chance um, <laughs> that he's, he will not be here next year. And, um, you know, they're, they're, they need, they need some gunslingers in the room to keep this offense uh, going the way we are now accustomed to. So I, I, I think you take a high school quarterback like a Justin Martin and you, you, you still get one out of the portal, but wouldn't surprise me if Martle Martin uh, uh, pops the court any day now. Yeah, I'm the same way. Um, it still doesn't take away from what has been a lot of online chatter recently. And I don't really know where it comes from or where it's coming from, to be quite candid with you. But it seems like a lot of people are talking about potential transfer candidates for Ole Miss at quarterback. And I do think Ole Miss is going to take one, but I, I'm just curious yeah. where you think that's coming from. Yeah, it's it's way too early to be thinking about that right now. And, and you know, let me tell you one, not as a fan, <clears throat> but – as a member of the media, I understand what you're doing to a kid when you're talking about this kid is going to transfer here. When right now that kid's got to get up every day and go in that locker room and be a teammate with guys uh, at, at, a, at a totally different school right now. And all it is is speculation. I assure you this this kid that we're not even going to bring his name up right now has not publicly declared to anyone that uh, he wants to leave the current program he's in. That would be suicide there in that program. And, um, you know, that's why I, I don't necessarily like to engage in a lot of that speculation at this point, because who knows where that kid's going to be on the depth chart in three weeks from now. And, um, you know, who knows where, where, where the coaches are projecting him to be next year. Um, you know, so, so, I'm like you don't know where a lot of that comes from. I get it. It's fun to talk about and everything, but, but I'm not going to be the guy that puts my name on something that um, is, is, is that number one, I don't have any, any accurate or, or, or producible sourcing on. And um, you know, number two, I, I, I just, you know, I can only imagine the predicament those type of uh, rumors and speculation put on a kid who's got to wear that jersey the rest of this year, practice with that team the rest of this year, hang out with those players the rest of this year, and be accountable to that coaching staff the rest of this year. And, and, and you know, maybe I'm old-fashioned. Uh, maybe I just don't get it, but that's just kind of how I see it. What about Arch Manning? Georgia, Texas? You seeing these reports oh, yeah. out there? Yeah. I'm talking about like true fan blogs. I think for Georgia, put it out there. Oh, it's Georgia and Texas. Yeah. And you're going to see those template type stories, follow him around everywhere he visits this fall. Okay. I mean, that's just to be expected when he comes here and visits Ole Miss for the LSU game, Ole Miss is going to get the benefit of the same type reporting. Uh, He's going to be at the Alabama Ole Miss game on Saturday as a guest of Nick Saban. Alabama's going to benefit from the same type of reporting that's out there after he went to Georgia yesterday. Um, you know, Arch Manning is hot, his clicks sell, and um, 
you know, that's just what we've become in this industry. I mean, if you want to be totally honest, that's what we've become. And uh, thankfully, I do believe the Ole Miss spirit has played the Arch Manning recruitment very, very carefully. I think as it should have. I don't think there's anybody out there that can say anybody at the spirit has given them false hope that Arch Manning is coming to Oxford. We're, we're going to know what Arch Manning is going to do when Arch tells us. You know, that that's when we're going to know. What is the time and, frame, uh, do you think? You know, he, I think next spring. I really do. I mean, I think March or April because I, I think he understands wherever he goes, he's going to have a huge impact on that school's 23 class. And the quicker that he gets in the fold, the quicker he can be a senior in high school, you know, the quicker all the all the recruiting paparazzi dries up for him. Uh, and I think he will like that much better. And the quicker he can get to work on putting in the right pieces that are going to surround him at whichever school he goes to. So I don't think this is anything. The Manning family don't need the drama of a signing day announcement. They, they don't care about that. Uh, they don't need that kind of publicity. They can kind of make their own rules up as this recruitment plays out. And um, I think he's just going to nonchalantly wake up one day and end it all. I think that that will come in the spring. I do believe it. maybe he takes a few more trips in February and March just to um, make sure of things. Then he goes home and he ends all this stuff. That's my uninformed prediction. Justin Martin, 64210, for those who might not know, what is the scouting report or the profile for Justin Martin if he does end up as an Ole Miss Rebel? Yeah, I mean, he can do the two things Lane Kiffin demands in this offense. He can accurately place the football pretty much at every point on the field, and he can run. And those are the two things you need to know about it. Uh, they can work with Justin Martin in the schematics of what Kiffin and Jeff Levy want to do every Saturday. We always talk about the next great player. We always the next the next thing is always the sexiest thing, if that makes sense. So Luke Altmaier is on campus, yeah. and he's been doing this for well over a year, and he knows the scheme and that and this this that and the other. But would you say that Justin Martin, at least on paper, maybe fits what Lane wants to do better than Luke, or is that way too early of a prediction? Yeah, I think it's way too early of a prediction. Um, you know, we've seen Luke Altmaier. You got to remember this about Luke. He's only been on campus since January, man. Yeah. I mean, this time last year, he was playing for Starkville High School. So, you know, if you start discounting Luke Altmaier because of other guys that are recruiting into the program, you're not doing Luke justice. I mean, do so at your own peril, right? Yeah. Yeah. Give him time to physically develop, to mentally develop, even to emotionally develop into a young man. And uh, and let's see what we've got at the end of the day. Now, Ken K. Dent, on the other hand, has been in the program a couple of years, um, you know, and, and, and you're really not seeing the movement that you wanted to see out of Ken K. But, you know, again, that's not discounting him. He's still a youngin. He's still got plenty of time to develop. But uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't judge Luke Altmaier in the same vein that, you may want to judge Kincaid Dent in at this point in their careers because Luke, Luke's 18 years old. Luke's fresh out of high school. We often forget that with these guys who get here in January and get a spring practice under their belt. By the time the season rolls around, their first college season, we're talking about them like they've been in the program forever yeah. and they haven't. I'm guilty so, of that. Um, I mean, I, yeah, 
Uh, and I, I mean, we all are to an extent, but I think what we've seen out of Luke Altmaier right now, everybody should be really happy with his development. Um, and I know the staff loves him. They like him a whole lot. But look, as a recruit, the one thing you always have to know as a college football player, the second you sign your letter of intent, that coaching staff is trying to recruit over the top of you. Yep. I mean, that's just for us at every position. I, I don't care if you're the quarterback, a linebacker, a DB. Okay, yeah, we got Johnny. He's a four-star. But, man, I like Jimmy in this next class. He's a five-star. That's that's the nature of the game. It is a brutal, brutal business. There there should be no pampering. Um, yeah, there There is no pampering. Let me say that in terms of you either can do it and you get on the field or you can't and you don't. That is the bottom line. And if you can't do it, and even if you can, they're still trying to bring in better people which is what you want them to do. It's the nature of the beast. In the end, you know, the proof is in the pudding. Justin Martin, 14 offers on his 247 profile page. Ole Miss, UCLA, California, Arizona State, Colorado. One of those is unlike the other, and that's Ole Miss. The rest of them are on the West Coast. But Justin Martin appears close, potentially, to committing to Ole Miss. Real quick, before we get out of here in this first edition of A Talk of Champions Daily, Ole Miss in Alabama, 230 CBS. Game day is going to Arkansas to the Arkansas game against Georgia. Does that surprise you at all? Yeah, game day is going to be in Athens. And, you know, initially when I saw it, I was like, what? And then I got to thinking about it. No, it doesn't surprise me because, um, you know, here, and I pointed this out on the message board, ESPN is a business, folks. Always remember that. They're coming off a game day this past weekend where they they went to a non-ESPN televised game. They went to Notre Dame in Wisconsin at Soldier Field in Chicago. It's not good for their product to spend two weeks in a row at a game they're not carrying on their own network. So I think there's, you know, nobody would ever say that, that that was uh, part of the reasoning, but I think it is. Ole Miss, Alabama, not on the ESPN family of networks on Saturday. They're on CBS. Georgia, Arkansas, ESPN family of networks. So, But then you get to looking at – Arkansas is a very intriguing team, just like Ole Miss is. Um, and, and then, of course, Georgia ranked number two in the country. So, you know, I, I understand how that could be a little bit of a coin toss. And if it was a coin toss, the fact that Arkansas ESPN is going to be on the ESPN family of networks could have been a decisive factor in that. Plus, Ole Miss fans don't give up just yet because – I think either or, if Arkansas wins on Saturday in Athens and Ole Miss wins in Tuscaloosa, or if one loses and one wins, there's an outstanding chance game day will be in Oxford in the Grove for the Ole Miss-Arkansas game. If both of them win, hands down, it's happening. I don't care. Uh, Don't care if anybody disagrees with that. If you've got a 4-0 Ole Miss team and a 5-0 Arkansas team, both will will be ranked probably in the top five uh, if they both win. I mean, get ready. Uh, you know, call Katy Perry. They're, they're going to be back. <laughs> well, that'll be homecoming, and Ole Miss is really pushing for a sellout. I think they're going to get it. I really do. No matter what happens against Alabama, I think I they're going to get they, it. Yeah, I, I think they get it either way. It's going to be a sellout. It's going to be a great day at Vaughn Hemingway. Um, you know, and uh, I'm almost looking forward to that game. As much as I'm looking forward to this week's game against Alabama, 
And I know, I guarantee you, I will be looking more forward to the Ole Miss-Arkansas game if the Rebels can win Saturday afternoon in Tuscaloosa. Um, and, uh, you know, okay, so we've got our fearless forecast coming out on Friday, Ben. This may be the toughest game all season, maybe the toughest game ever that we're going to have to pick if we're going to be honest with our picks. I am always honest with my picks, sir. Always. But Ole Miss. I, I know you are. But Ole I Miss. I try to be as well. I think Chuck always picks Ole Miss to win. So, I mean, you can take Chuck that to the bank. Chuck has never not picked Ole Miss to win. Yes. yes. Yeah. So, Ole Miss, 20-point dogs. You can hammer the over on that one. And for the Rebels to cover, if not win outright, uh, I think you'll be in the money. Anyway, this has been the first talk of Champions Daily. We'll do some buy or sell, maybe a little matchup prediction, stuff like that. Ole Miss wins if, what happens kind of stuff throughout the week. But for a first go with this, a talk of Champions Daily, I thought it went pretty well. Yeah, no doubt. And also Tuesday morning, we'll be recapping everything Lane Kiffin said at his Monday press conference from the Manning Center. Bound to be interesting, right? At Spirit Ben, at Rebels247. We both write for the Ole Miss Spirit, OMSpirit.com, and affiliate of 247 Sports. If you haven't already, subscribe, rate, review, talk of champions in iTunes. And when you do, leave a five-star review. It doesn't matter what you say, as long as it's five stars. And this podcast can be found wherever you get your podcast. Just simply search Talk of Champions. Thanks, buddy. I'll see you tomorrow. Howdy, toddy, everybody. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.